Hello and welcome to The Lost World Minutes, the minute-by-minute podcast reviewing the 1997 sequel to Jurassic Park, one minute at a time. This week, we are on Minute 3, and I'm joined by David. David, how are you? Hey, what's up? Good, good. Yourself? Good. That's great. We got uh, a new minute to talk about today. Before we get into the show tonight, uh, David, are you familiar with the Minute by Minute podcast network? I should say it's uh, grown quite a lot in the last few months. I'm actually not. I've this is the first one I've ever either taken part in or listened to. Oh, be careful! It is a dangerous slope. I uh, I started with the Jurassic Park minute. Um, Kyle and Brody over there, they've just about round or finished up on that. They're uh, currently at minute 97, which is um the Gallimimus and the T-Rex attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I, watching them, and they started getting on to some others. Of course, there's the granddaddies, Pete and the guys over at the Star Wars Minute. They started the whole thing um, a little while ago. Harry Potter Minute. Um, like Lord of the Rings Minute. Yeah, Lord of the Rings Minute. Those guys are doing the full um, expanded, or the extended movies. So, three, three plus hours per movie so that's 300 episodes at least per movie <laughs> or 300 minutes um there's that uh, yeah that um again pete and uh brody have just done the jurassic park one they've done the uh ghostbusters minute as well um some of some of the ones i've got on my ipod queue uh back uh, not, but yeah back to the future minute there uh just started the uh, back to the future free section they've already done one and two there's uh, the Fifth Element with Crystal Beth over there. I've got that one on my queue. Um, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Um, they've already done Raiders. What else? Oh, Mad Max Minutes just started, which I was actually looking at doing before I started this one, so I'm glad someone is doing it. And uh, listening along over there, they've got 24, they're 24 minutes into the first Mad Max currently. And I think that's it. But yeah, there's, there's dozens of minute-by-minute uh, minute podcasts that are in production at the moment or on their way so head over to moviesbyminutes.com and check all that out all right david so if that's all uh, are you ready to get into this week's minute i am yeah all righty let's do it as the second minute of the lost world ends we hear kathy telling her mother that she doesn't like prawns as the third minute of the lost world opens we hear her mother telling her not to wander off and it's followed up by mike bowman saying for god's sakes leave her alone deidre at 2 minutes and 7 seconds, Kathy tells her mother to stop being so annoying and begins to wander off down the beach. At 2 minutes and 15 seconds, Deirdre Bowman wanders back over to her husband and asks him, what about snakes? He replies with, there aren't any snakes on the beach, and just let her enjoy herself for once. At 2 minutes and 25 seconds, Deirdre Bowman then wanders over to a table with an empty wine glass and calls out for her butler. At 2 minutes and 28 seconds, we cut to further down the beach as Kathy hums and skips along the sand. At 2 minutes and 45 seconds, she leaves the beach behind and wanders inland to where the jungle meets the sand. At 2 minutes and 50 seconds, we hear an animal noise in the underbrush. At 2 minutes and 56 seconds, a small animal appears and hoots at Kathy. And at 2 minutes and 59 seconds, Kathy says, well, hello there, to the small creature. And this ends Minute 3 of The Lost World. As this minute ends, we get to our first look at the uh, compies, the uh, Comsignathus. 
which uh, is later miscategorized as Burke on the InGen team as a Procom Signaphus. A small little dinosaur biped from uh, about 150 million years ago um, in the late Jurassic, found by Wagner in 1859. I suppose I'll put this information here in this episode because uh, next episode we're going to talk more about the, uh, the rod puppets and the animatronics used uh, for the creatures. Horner conceived Burke to be a kind of a spoof of Backer. He wanted a character in there, a paleontologist character in there, that would be kind of like an idiot in a way, so he could make fun of Backer. Because, mm-hmm. as everybody knows, Burke and Backer... Or, no, I'm sorry. Horner and Backer don't like each other that, that much. <laughs> so, a rivalry there. Yeah, so Burke looks a little bit like Backer. He's got the beard, he's got the hat got the jean coat and the flannels but horner wanted horner just made the character a bit of an idiot so he misidentifies the comstock mathis <laughs> that is uh that's really interesting i suppose we'll get to that a little bit later on in that minute but um here talking about the compies it's interesting that um they'll sort of put that information in the film and have people believe it i certainly believed it um mm-hmm. Oh, no, I quoted that for years. <laughs> yeah, yep. I suppose uh, they did spare some expense mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were getting their experts, which makes you wonder about uh, Grant and Ellie and all those that went to see the first park, but I suppose they weren't uh, out of money at that at that point of time. Mm-hmm. Now, ironically, Crichton envisioned Grant as looking more like Burke. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Backer. Mm-hmm. I, I keep... I keep messing the two up. <laughs> That's all right. In the movie, Spielberg modeled them all off Horner. Yep. So I always thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in the book, uh, Grant has that has the beard. He's kind of he's got he's got all the backer style ideas. But then you got the movie, and Horner was head paleontologist advisor, and Spielberg modeled Grant to look more like him. Originally going to be played by Harrison Ford, which would yeah. have been interesting. Yeah. Um, I suppose uh, just to date this podcast a little bit, um, with the late passing of Bill Paxton, uh, um, yeah. James Cameron was uh, in early talks to direct Jurassic Park. Yeah, he was. And I just wonder, I just wonder if Bill Paxton um, and maybe some of the other regulars would have got a spot. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> It would be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be a Grant character. I reckon he'd be more like a Dogson character, like a side, because that's sort of what he does in uh, a lot of the James Cameron films. He's yeah. not really there for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe but, uh, uh, more of a Gennaro character, perhaps. Yeah. I always would have pegged uh, Paxton as more of uh, Thorn, the guy yep. that builds the. You know, the guy that builds the Challenger trailers in the novel for mm-hmm. The Lost World. Yep, yep. So that's who I always would have cast as Thorn was Paxton. No, that's a great, that's a great little, uh, I don't know what to call that. Um, oh. Character choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Vasquez would have been Ellie. Hmm? Oh, yeah, maybe. Vasquez, that would have been, that would have been probably where I would have lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anything else you want to add about the compies, David? Um, another interesting thing is that in the books they have this kind of septic bite, but 
it mm. was always questioned whether or not they actually made it out over into the into the movie because well as we know they weren't in the first movie even though they were in the first book but in this in the second uh movie when the copies are constantly nipping at Dieter, which we'll talk about later uh, when he gets attacked by the copies, he's shown to be slowing down more and more, which people always find kind of odd that these small dinosaurs, which Spielberg envisioned as like land piranhas, would, could take down such a big guy, you know? Well, it's, I suppose it's the age-old, uh, the age-old thing of strength in numbers, mm-hmm. but... Um... I, yeah, when I seen that scene, well, we will get to it later, um, I definitely thought they were pulling back that uh, the serotonin bite that the compies had, um, because, spoiler alerts, they do have a bigger part in Jurassic Park, the novel, um, and one of the uh, major actors does die, or ma- major characters does die because of it, so it was good to see it finally on film in uh, The Lost World. It's Spoiler warnings is a funny one. You used to... Uh, Say for the Jurassic World, not the Jurassic Park novel. Yes, it came out 25 years ago. Um, spoilers, you should have read it by now. But I think now that there's new content coming out, like new movies, you're gonna have a lot more people go back and read, watch um, original fiction or original parts of the franchise. Um, so I find it interesting. Same with uh, like you get new Star Wars every second year now or every year now. Um, you still get people. I suppose the uh, the classic Darth Vader one, being Luke's father, is one that uh, everyone should know. But you do get new generations come through and get into these franchises, and it's a spoily world out there. Hey, wait, 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 wait! Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> <laughs> bum bum bum. <laughs> there is a uh, infamous bit of backstory to seeing an animal this early on I think it was Michael kept the screenwriter had a letter pinned to his desk after Jurassic Park when he was doing work on The Lost World from a fan saying how they wanted to see some animals earlier in the movie because if you remember in Jurassic Park we get uh, the raptor in the box but we don't really see anything again until the uh, arrival on the island and the brachiosaurs you'd remember that story wouldn't you Dave? Yeah I do I always thought it was, uh, and I always did like that we got to see, even if it was a small dinosaur, that we got to see dinosaurs straight out of the canon, uh, right in the first, in the in the second movie. Yeah, I think it was needed too, because we don't really see anything again until we get back on the sauna. Um, mm-hmm. If it had gone twenty, thirty minutes without uh, without seeing a dinosaur. The franchise is sort of set up at this point where we have uh, an establishing incident to start off the movie, and uh, I don't I don't mind this one as being compies on the beach. Mm-hmm. I suppose we get a little bit more of the uh, the nagging parents and the mother trying to tell the daughter what to do, but uh, Kathy wanders off down the beach and uh, comes across a shaking bush <laughs> or some foliage. I like the, the CG on the, uh, the little compie looks real good too. Um, mm-hmm. They step yeah. it up a lot with the textures. Um, yeah. Recently, uh, the Facebook page behind the gates noticed that, and I noticed this a uh, few years back actually, and but nobody believed me at the time that there's sexual dimorphism in the copies. That is, the males look different from the females. The males are the brighter, more vibrant green ones, whereas the females are the 
more duller, almost brownish ones. Yep. Yep. I had, honestly hadn't heard that before. Um, I know, I think, especially when we get to the Raptors and that, there'll be some talk about uh, different colours to the different sexes, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it is something that uh, comes in, especially with the Lost World, because they are breeding um, naturally, the sort of the colours. Uh, colours and creature designs change a little bit from Jurassic Park, where, mm-hmm. as far as we know, they were all female. Also, I suppose we could talk here... Uh, Chronicle Collectibles have uh, the one-to-one compy. I think it's it's about ready to ship or co- it'll be, come into uh, their warehouse anyway, which is a stunning piece. Yeah, it is. I've seen it. It's really good. It is something I'd love to have on my uh, on my shelf, but I don't know where <laughs> I'll put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how could you stop at one? Oh, yeah, really. I recently uh, commissioned a, another fan to... Uh, build me a the Lost World male T-Rex bus, or I'm not bus, um, a cat mm-hmm. based on the one that was uh, used on the production of the movie. Yep. So, excited for that. Wow. Yeah, because the Chronicle one, I'm not really um, the color. Like yeah, the, col- the, the color and detail, it's it doesn't really, it doesn't really push me over the, uh, over the line. It was just film screen caps versus actual behind-the-scenes imagery for that one, just because his colors are so drowned out and drab. Whereas if you see the behind-the-scenes photos of it, the colors there's the colors are amazing. It's got browns and golds and yellows and all kinds of different molted greens in there. It's really a beautiful uh, puppet that Sam Winston Studios put together. Two puppets. <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah. They have two, two of them now. Yeah, I think uh, probably ding a couple of uh, fan cred points for saying this, but I'm pretty sure all the T-Rex scenes as well are, are shot at night. And except yeah. for the very last one, which oh, is yep. the location as... Or not the same location, but it was filmed at the same location as Kipikai Beach, a little bit further back, yep. around on the ranch there. But you, yep. can see the, but you can see the beach from the ending shot there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we'll get to that. It is a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yes, I suppose if that's uh, if that's all we have to discuss for minute three, we'll uh, get on out of here. All right. All right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com. Facebook the Lost World Minute, Twitter at the Lost World Minute, and Instagram the Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very easy to all remember. Right. <laughs> Uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature,